This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. You are listening live to ACIM Gather, a gathering for A Course in Miracles students and teachers. For more shows and information, visit ACIMGather.com. I am your lunch hour's host. Reverend Devin Devine, your conscious spirit coach in Cicerone to experiencing firsthand what is God. For more information about me and what I can do for you, visit openandclear.com. That's O P E N A N D C L E A R.com. different subject and approach. Ultimately, each and every single one of them have the same lesson that God would have you learn. To eventually open up and receive first-hand experience of what is truth, what is love, and what is that which is God. what spirit has in store for us today as we tune in to this spiritual lunch hour broadcasting live from Utah, USA. So we have this guy. He's been traveling around. He, I mean, he just got out of the desert for Christ's sake. 
spending 40 days and 40 nights battling with the devil. <laughs> and this was a dirty man that was just walking around kind of rambling against the common church of the area with 12 other guys going around, some of them fishing sometimes, some of them, you know, helping out. You know, some of them were really touchy, like they didn't like that, you know, don't touch us. <laughs> don't touch my savior. Don't touch my master. He's my master. He's my teacher. Don't touch him. You know, and you get this image and a lot of people think he was like glowing and stuff. And, and yeah, sure. If he was glowing and, and had some transcendent experience, it would be hard to deny him. Right. But in the actuality, he was just kind of this homeless guy that thought he knew it all. And he talked a lot. <laughs> he talked down on the, the church and saying how some of it was wrong. And that's a, that's a touchy subject. That's especially, uh, if you're just a dirty man that just came out of the desert, not to say he hasn't showered or anything, but if you get the idea, he was homeless, he was jobless. The 12 guys that he traveled with kind of helped him out, saw that they stayed with people, found a roof over their heads, kind of an idea. They were going place to place. And uh, you think of people like that today. And it's like, how common are, or how likely are we actually to pay attention to someone like that today? It's not likely at all. I and mean, they're usually holding a sign or something. <laughs> I mean, but this guy has 12 guys following him. So he's got to have some something about him, right? There's got to be some validity in what he's saying. Let it be that I can say the word. He offers something that seems to be almost as if he's saying, Hey, your church is wrong and it's been done wrong and you, you you're misunderstanding it so a lot of people oh who is this guy to question i mean he doesn't have it's obviously not working out for him he doesn't have a big house nice car well nobody had cars but nice mule he doesn't have all this working out for him right so it's it, obviously the lord god creator is not in supporting, is not supportive of what he is offering, what he is saying, or who he is, right? Interesting how we make this depiction that somehow we need to see that the people that have the truth also have a lot of things. And if even that is, say, a lot of listeners or a lot of readers or a lot of subscribers or something. And then it's not really, you know, we don't give a crap if it's actually valid, if he actually has truth or if you actually have truth or if I. We only care about what he looks like and form. Isn't that weird? And now, I mean, the majority of 
Christians, and I'm going to come out and say it, only believe because, you know, the majority of Christians believe. Oh, yeah, these guys, you know, look, they have hundreds of thousands. They have millions of people, billions of people believing. So there's, it seems like it's got to have some truth. Hey? And it makes sense. sense. Makes perfect sense. Unlike my technology that seems to be not working correctly. <laughs> we're not we're not really willing to to take that brave step ourselves and find out for ourselves. Often we question what's going on and, and we, we more just want to follow people. And I love how last week in uh, our not our false prophet podcast with Dr. Mark, he mentioned how there was a few studies where there was they had five people answering the same question, and they the four people were staged, and they were told to give the wrong answer every time. And the fifth person was a real person and that didn't know what was going on. And I can't remember exactly how the percentage was, but it was, it was quite up there. I would be willing to say 90% of those fifth people, that fifth person, would blindly say, would change their answer of what they thought they would say. What, Well, two plus two is four. Something as simple as that. Because everybody else was saying two plus two is five. They're going to change it because they think they're they're wrong well all these people are right i trust them two plus two is five being this whole evidence of the study and what it's depicting and what it's attempting to prove and the theory of that most people are just following blindly not really knowing what's going on not really questioning but literally being sheep following the crowd not willing to go there themselves I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with that I mean as we're in kind of the time period where we start questioning and we start thinking and we're coming into this seventh seal of actually understanding the universe for ourselves you see that we're almost breaking off apart from each other secluding from each other because we all think we're leaders. We all think we know, I mean, we read a couple books and now we think we know the truth. It's the same thing. And yet we don't realize that what's being fed to us is what we're attempting to discern from. I mean, we can only pick from the path we walk on, right? We can't really determine what path we're walking on. Just like you can't determine what lessons you have. You can only learn the lessons from what you got, from what's coming your way. In no way am I going into conspiracies in this understanding, which I could. I'm actually attempting to describe to you the difference between being the created and the creator. The difference between the created and the creator naturally has a different influence on the world around it. 
One is being influenced by the world, in other words, by everything, and one influences everything. That's the difference. And while we think that, and while we're trying to get from one to the other, I mean, we, we're like, oh, wait, there's a creator aspect of myself. There's a Christ consciousness aspect of myself. It gets a little, like a little strange, a little bit of a stretch. You know? We have to stretch ourselves to kind of try and be something that we're not. And we get, you know, we're, we're all good and confident. We're like, hey, teaching people how to be happy. And then we have this huge depression stage just of this completely bombarded. And you might go through it a few times. There's nothing wrong with that. But you realize that you've been teaching what you wanted to learn and haven't actually learned it yet. Soon you're teaching because you learned it. But your concern no longer is now, once you actually learn it, to apply it to yourself because it's already there. So you start teaching something that you do want to learn again. So you see these teachers branching out from A Course in Miracles into something that is far deeper, far greater, seemingly farther out there in the understanding of the jargon of what is the Course of Miracles. Oh, it's all an illusion and this black and white idea of it. Because once you actually get to that knowledge of God, it can be interpreted and said in any language, in any philosophy, in any description, in any idea, in any jargon. When someone actually and truly really understands it, even as Jesus, he can talk about it in any form. And since it uses different words, that church will hear it and say, Hey, are you speaking up against the church? Are you telling us that the church is wrong? Say, No, you've misunderstood the church. That the church as it is now has been misunderstood, and I'm attempting to describe it to you. I'm attempting to tell you what the church actually meant, what you actually want to hear. Now, it's that easy to accept. It's a different story. <laughs> Thank you, dancers, for being here and helping out with the taking over the mic while I had difficulties there. Mm. I'm, I'm so happy to like be here and to do this every day, nearly every day. And I do it seven times a week anyway, not every day. But If this room was open Sunday and the time chosen Wednesday, then I would definitely do it. So there's billions of people on the planet, right? And we're just talking about this one planet. How could we know who is the rambling homeless man? I mean, we talk about there being one. We talk about there being, oh, evidence of it. Miracles. This guy raised the dead. This guy walked on water and he had people that would vouch for him. 
His 12 guys saw it. They would go around telling telling them how, hey, this guy did this, this guy did that. And yet they still crucified him. They still claimed that he was going against the actual truth. Now we can describe this in so many different fashions. Today, we're going to attempt to understand this in the simple concept of what is the thoughts of your mind. This world, physically, is of bodies, and your body is a neutral thing. It has no ability to move on its own, and if it did, it would be a lot like a zombie or somehow an animal. That would be feeding off of the things around it, simply just being primitive and having no real concept of intellect or an ability to think. But this addition, that's the fourth dimension, the recalling and remembering of the past, makes this body something more than this neutral thing. It makes it incapable of comprehending what's occurring. It's not going to just dig a hole or live in a cave and not think. It questions what's happening in the world. It questions who it is. And it tries to find answers. Not all the time. Sometimes it tries to find just simple ways to be happy. Trying to find and cope with its reality, saying, oh, I'm alive in this world and I can't do anything about it. I might as well just do what I need to do. This is where the realm has been opened up to spirituality and churches. The whole reason religion exists is because the mind questions. It doesn't just accept it as it is. But ultimately, what that religion offers is some sort of freedom. Some sort of freedom from that fear and doubt and questioning. In other words, freedom from its own self. And the validity... I can't... That word... I mean, the fact that that exists is the ability to think and question. So religion is quite literally its demise. Spirituality, in actuality, is the demise of the thinking and questioning mind. The one that says, well, I don't think it's quite like that. And it's still looking around for something that it might be something that it might understand, something that it's more willing to accept. Now we can touch and feel the physical third-dimensional perspective. So we like to say and think how we actually not just rely on it for our physical survival, but that it is now what we are. It is who we are. (sighs) I watched, uh, as you hear me talk about Star Trek all the time, I love Star Trek. There's this new version, you know, not version, not new, what's the word? <laughs> it's like 10 years old now, but the newest Enterprise. And uh, it's actually with, um, I want to say Jonathan Archer, but that's the captain's name. 
Uh, he's the guy from Quantum Leap back in the day. He does a pretty good job. Like on the last season. And there's actually these non-corporeal beings that are observing them through their bodies. And they're observing as they come in contact with this virus. This disease of sorts. That uh, they, are, they talk about as they're discussing with each other. That they want to just observe how these human beings, as they have dealt with many species... And how they learn to survive with it eventually. I mean, they talk about how someone always dies, if not the entire crew. And they get to that point of people dying. And, and they don't want to somehow be involved. They want to just observe. And so the people on the crew and the captain becomes somewhat aware of these people, these non-corporeal beings that are possessing the bodies and discussing with each other. <laughs> oh, dances. That's like exactly what I'm getting at. You just had to say it with before me, didn't you? <laughs> When I was about 12 years old, uh, I got lost in the woods. I was still on the path, so I, I was just separate from the rest of the crew. There was the people in front of me and behind me, <laughs> almost by a whole hour. And I was among the trees, and there was all these... Uh, I, I want to say the quaking aspen, right? And they're all white with these black knobs on them all over the place and I thought they were like cameras or eyes and I was kind of tripping out because I was alone or something it wasn't on anything but I thought of how everything's watching me and how I wasn't alone and I I was somewhat excited about that and to this day you know I still believe that I am on this it's not really a belief but I the very next week is when the Truman Show came out, <laughs> and I know, and I I I put I <laughs> I hold people to it all the time that you know I know you can't tell me but I know you're an actor, and my wife kind of gets scared sometimes because I'm kind of crazy about it. <laughs> like I know you're just playing with me here. I know you're just playing along. You're not really upset. You're just kind of going with it. Like. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be in the same sense, but ultimately, that fifth dimensional perspective and my first-hand experience of it, it reveals the nature of all the universe, and that's quite literally your life and everyone's life. And it goes on the aspect of being able to ask questions, and you can ask the questions about Jesus as his life and see what actually happened, see what actually occurred. And you can actually experience it. You're in entire self and in this understanding that it is the new experience of the same one experience the same reality but from another perspective another dimension and we can actually look at it from as far as 
as we discuss one mind, we can actually look from every eyes of one mind. And we can have all the answers and reveal that to us and actually experience that. That would be and is the fifth dimensional experience of this same universe. Opens up a whole nether understanding that, you know, you hear people sometimes, some pretty awesome spiritual teachers talk about experiences in the past, you know, like Adam and Eve and several different relationships that have been discussed about. And it's not just that they are talking in philosophy as most people do and talk about what's written in the books, but that they have this being in touch with that alternate dimensional perspective of actually being in the eyes of, and then come back to remember and recall that experience that you can speak from and about what actually occurred. And you know, while you, you hear some say different things than other things in that place is also various options of them. So you're just like, it's an alternate universe of that perspective. It's also an alternate universe of what happened. And you know, that's the whole thing It's like, if humankind and get back to that Star Trek story, if you wanted to actually understand humankind, if you actually wanted to understand the human concept, you have to be human. And that's almost a way of understanding this whole question that brought about this physical experience. If you want to understand and you want to answer to the question, what would it be like to be separate from God? What would it be like to be a body? You can't just observe and take notes still in the complete knowledge of what you really are. You, you can't really comprehend it. You can't really understand it. You can have lifetimes of doing that. No problem. But eventually to really understand it, you have to get in it. You have to do it yourself. You have to be fully invested, fully enveloped within the experience. So here you made it. You're fully enveloped, fully in, in this experience, actually believing that you're in it because you wanted that answer and you are fully capable of getting each and every answer fulfilled because of who you are because of how much power you as that actual true essence of who you are has. Now you don't want to, you don't want to actually, you don't want to actually remember that because then you're like breaking out of the remember, you're breaking out of the, the answer. You want the answer. You don't want the question. You already lived the question. You exist because you question. You exist in this world because of the question that you asked. If you got the answer, you would stop immediately. You would get out. You would be fulfilled. You would be done. And of course, it's only within dreams that this could actually happen. It's only within dreams that you can even think about it. 
thinking, question it. If you want to get out, you can get out. It's not as if you need to achieve something. You actually got here by achieving something. You actually got in this by that same desire you apparently have to get out. You want to find peace, but really you want to be in the mess, in the dirty, mucky universe at peace. If you really wanted out, you wouldn't be playing with it again. You wouldn't be reacting to it. You wouldn't be waking up. Now, if you wanted as a body, if you wanted to act like you wanted out, sure, you would keep playing with the world and keep saying, oh, I need to find peace. I need to meditate. I need to stop thinking. I can get out. I need to be more loving, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm in the moment. I'm in the moment. I'm in the moment. I'm in the moment. Never actually understanding what that means. The actuality of who you are has the whole power to go into a universe and out of that universe. Nothing can stop it. It has so much power behind it. Literally all the power, not just of what one would call God as a separate being, but literally everything that is powerful and everything that could be powerful and every existence of power and anything all within that aspect of that entity of God. You have all that power. I'm talking about the power of raging rivers, of oceans, of, of volcanoes, of mountains, of, of stars, of moving planets, of moving universes, uh, uh, black holes, all together combined into one being. And you want to tell me that you're suggesting that I'm stuck? In a dream? Are you serious? <laughs> You're doing this because you want to be doing this. And it's about time to start remembering that. It's about time to stop suggesting that there's even some sort of a being within your head that you don't want to be there telling you that you suck telling you that you don't remember it. No, you're, you want him. You want it to tell you that you don't know what's going on because you want to know what it's like to be human. You want to know what it's like to forget all about yourself and try to understand it. Try to grasp it. Hopefully one day you'll be able to, just by the perspective of not knowing, by the study of the universe, eventually hoping to know the universe again. What a fun ride. If you didn't want to do it, it would stop immediately. It would have stopped a long time ago. And you can find whatever excuses you want, but that's exactly what happened to me through my death experience that I call it <laughs> I came back with the exact same excitement I developed the universe for and with I wanted to finish I'm not trying to get out of this anymore I'm not going to lie to myself I'm here for a very specific purpose 
and it will be fulfilled. Regardless if I understand what it is or not. And I will play with that little questioning mind as cute as it can be and allow it to run frantically. As I choose to play among it, play with it, acting as if it is real, I know nothing influences me and my decision will be done when it is made. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for being here. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you through deeds. Thank you through my words. And thank you through my thoughts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. I love you, my brothers, my sisters. Oh, you know what? Yeah, my time's all messed up here. <laughs> Where's that button? <sighs> so I didn't read everything you were you were going on in the room there. Thanks for being here, guys, and listening. I can feel when someone really desires to know because I can really, I really have the desire to know myself and we kind of mingle. Oh, uh, Sandra should be next. And then I'm after Sandra again with Dr. Mark at noon so if you want to come hear the live interview here in the studio with Dr. Mark discussion whatever it is have a beautiful day I'm blah 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 I think it's a gift of tongues around here. You have been tuning in to this spiritual lunch hour with me, your host. Reverend Devin Devine. If you'd like more information about me and what I can do for you, please visit openandclear.com. That's O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com.
Stay tuned to ACIM Gather for additional teachers, students, and those who love A Course in Miracles.